When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it Mondays here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Roadshow Monday here at Rosie's Downtown. We're here to end the month of October. Back in November for some Monday night football and some Big Ten discussion. A lot going on in the Big Ten. And we want to see you down here at Rosie's 10th and P in Lincoln. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Hope you're doing well. This has been interesting. This has been a month of... Victory Mondays, dare I say, as Nebraska did what they're supposed to do based on the uh, rolling the old helmet out, the brand of the program. But the reality for a long time has been the brand has not matched the uh, the actual on-field product. Nebraska still has a lot more to say uh, this 2023 football season, and uh, we'll dive into it. We'll hear from some Matt Rule comments says a little bit of Rule Rewind this hour, and the hour open for you, 489-1240. 489-1240 can also email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. As always, be a part of the stream. Get in the comments, the uh, Hail Varsity YouTube channels where you can watch the show. Elijah back in studio. I'm at Rosie's. And then also the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Hale Varsity Radio powered by Cornhead Lager, the perfect beer to enjoy while watching your favorite game. Purchases, they help support NIL through the 1890 initiative. Raiders, Lions tonight. Do you know a Raider fan? Are they tatted up? Do they have leather? Uh, are they angry? Have you been to the black hole? All questions we can get into an hour or two with some more NFL thoughts. Lions fans have been a long time suffering. Uh, case in point, Barry Sanders retired in 1999. Elijah, big weekend of football. You're still smiling as uh, Let's Ride Russ stopped that winning streak by Kansas City. You know, wasn't even that close. Yeah, uh, I said it before the year started, Schmitty. The Broncos team this year could go 1-16 as long as they got a win over the they, Chiefs. They got the one. I wouldn't be overjoyed, but I'd be happy. They did it. The streak is over. Maybe it's now time for a new streak for the Chiefs. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Whatever happens the rest of the year, the Broncos could not win a game because if that happens, they beat the Chiefs and they're still going to have a top five pick. Maybe this builds some momentum. They're headed into the bye week. Uh, we had Mike McGlinchey after the game yesterday say this is proof of concept. We believe in what we're doing. Maybe the Broncos can put a run together. Still a lot of football left to be played this year. I don't know. It doesn't matter. All I know is the streak is dead. 
After 16 games, the Broncos have finally beaten the Chiefs. I was a junior in high school the last time mm. that happened. Man. I was 16 years old, junior in high school. And uh, after all this time, the Broncos have finally gotten it done. I, I was thinking about crying last night. I didn't. That's also a joke. I, I don't think I'd cry over football, despite how emotional it was. But it did, in fact, feel really good to finally get that monkey off the back. And then to see the Broncos playing Taylor Swift in the stadium postgame. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Yes. Shake it off. Come get a cocktail down here at Rosie's 10th and P downtown. Settle in for some Monday night football. It's okay to still celebrate uh, a unbeaten October for Nebraska football. That's incredible. So a couple of key questions I have. One, uh, with Nebraska football, are you, uh, are you all in? Do you think this season's going to end up being okay? They're 5-3 and three right now. They've won three in a row. They've won five of six. Michigan seems a long time ago. That seems like a, a, a different team many moons ago and and that i think that's that's fair uh, offensively defensively special teams wise there's there's a confidence to this football team that got brought out and called out we got to go back to the infamous sunday night practice the turning point of the illinois game rule talked about it that's that's the night the o-line got some confidence right didn't pay it off you still fumbled the football away but you put some drives together against a pretty physical team. Then you go beat Northwestern. You survive yourself against Northwestern. You're, uh, you're, you're feeling a little bit taller. And then you go out and do a lot of really good things. Your offense was pretty nice from a big play standpoint, either putting a long drive together or hitting a big play to make it. F- Dude, 14-0 felt like 40 to nothing. Okay, the way the defense was playing, then it got tight in the fourth quarter. And I'm, I'm still just ripping my, my hair out a little bit with the fumbles because, Elijah, three weeks in a row, fourth quarter finish against the Illini, you start the game with a turnover against Northwestern, and you start each half with a turnover against Purdue. So are you feeling better about this team, or is it a little bit of both? Nebraska's playing some teams, not their fault, just reality, they're getting a break finally. You mentioned the old chef's kiss. They're getting a French kiss finally by the Big Ten schedule makers. So uh, part of it's and this, again, isn't Nebraska's fault. This isn't not to downplay or demean them. I think they're playing good football. I think they're a, a good team. I do believe that. I think they got really talented kids, but I think they've got guys that are being developed and, 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 and being unleashed. Right, we we hear the old Mitch Sherman open every Tuesday. Unleash the fury, Mitch. This defense is unleashing. They're doing well. The offense is uh, a work in progress that that did some better things, but the turnovers, man, I don't know. I, I'm I'm the guy raising both hands. I called Purdue to win 13 to 10. I was way off on that one. It's okay. I, I can own that. That's fine. As a Nebraska fan, you're happy with the score. You're happy with the cover. Absolutely. If you had the over, <laughs> good good for you. You know more than me. I thought the unders was the way to go with that one. But you're seeing a little bit more explosive offense. Uh, Harburg's continuing to settle in. He made some plays. You see Emmett Johnson's emerged. You saw an offensive line that really wasn't a problem, to be honest with you. 
on Saturday. But Elijah, they got to handle the football. Clearly, obviously, and and can can they exert? That, this is the second question within the spirit of Halloween. From an exorcism standpoint, can Nebraska exercise those demons? This house is clear. Can they do that with the football? I'm not saying they'll never turn it over. That's a part of football turnovers happen. Can they stop the mindless, idiotic turnovers where they're just not taking care of the football? And that's it. They, they, limit, they limit themselves to one turnover a game while they're out at least getting one. If they go even the rest of the way, they can go three and one. I haven't quite decided how they're going to go the rest of this season. Uh, I know uh, for our listeners, I'll probably pick Michigan State to keep things going. Clearly, I'm the reason Nebraska's won three in a row because I picked against them in two out of the three wins recently. I don't know. I, I think Nebraska's a better football team, but I just don't know if uh, even if they bring in the old man from the exorcist, I don't know that it's going to help offensively. They just may that they just may be that damaged of a football team when it comes to taking care of the ball. But on the other hand here, and Ryan brings up a, a good point, and I've been thinking about this over the weekend. This season does feel similar to that 09 football season. He said that, that 08, 08 season was fun. That was a good season. They got better and better and better, didn't they? Yeah, and then you turn it into 09, and what was the problem with, with the team in 09? It wasn't the defense. It was they the didn't offense. Have Joe Gans. It was the offense and turning the football over. Who could forget the eight turnovers against Iowa State? The one game you lose to a, a Big 12 North foe that year, and it's because the offense shoots you in the foot whenever the defense is doing all they can. There's shades of that season. It's not identical. It's not like for like, but I can see where you're coming from because look at the rest of the Big 12 North that year. Nebraska makes it to the Big 12 title game where they inevitably lose to Texas, but the rest of the Big 12 North, nobody was all that impressive that year. And Nebraska loses to Iowa State because of the offense, but they go and pull it out in a strong finish to the year where they reel off five straight following that loss to Iowa State. You play your way into the Big 12 championship game, and you'll give Texas a run for their money and give them really all they can handle in that game. And I'm not saying Nebraska's going to go make a run to Indy and go give Michigan all they can handle in the Big 10 title game. You'd love it if that's the case. But Nebraska finished that season with five winnable games. Baylor, Oklahoma, who had a, a bit of a down year that year, and you remember Prince Mukamara stepping up, getting the pick, and setting Still up the one Husker touchdown. Uh, and then you have Kansas, Kansas State, and Colorado. That was how you finished the year, all very winnable games. You feel that way, too, right now, whenever you look at the rest of the schedule for Nebraska. They're all winnable games. Michigan State is spiraling. I made the pun on the postgame show. I liked it so much, I'm going to bring it back. Maryland, they're a shell of what they were at the start of the year. They're kind of starting to, to go downhill. But, um... I have that sound effect somewhere, but I can't find it. Um, and then you have Wisconsin, who offensively hasn't looked great since Mordecai's gone down. And then Iowa, who, as we learned today, does not have an offensive coordinator for next year. Brian Ferentz will make it through the year. He will coach in a, an expected bowl game, and then he will hit the road. So there's issues with every single team that Nebraska has on their schedule. Nebraska's got issues of their own. I think the great equalizer that they have is that defense. The defense is going to give them a chance in every single game. And if you can get some things going... I mean, you went out, you're in, the, you're in Indy. It's as simple as that. And I think Nebraska has the potential to win out. It's going to be difficult to do. The offense is going to have to get better. They're going to have to clean up the turnovers, which has been a hard task for them to overcome so far this year. But what I've seen from the Huskers is dating back to that Michigan game, Nebraska has gotten better every single week. Uh, despite the issues, they looked better against Purdue than they get, did against Northwestern. They looked better against Northwestern than they did against Illinois. If they continue that trend, 
upward trajectory. The offense cleans up some of the turnovers. You don't have to be perfect in that category, but you're not going to cut it putting the ball on the ground five times. If you can get a little bit better, 1% better every single day, as Matt Rule likes to say, I don't think it's unfeasible to think Nebraska can win out because every single team that Nebraska has left has issues of their own that Nebraska can take advantage of, especially with how well the defense is playing right now. It'd be funny to match up uh, each team's issues with Nebraska and then go strength or weakness, right? I mean, and, and we'll get there later on in the week. A reminder, we are on the road Thursday, Friday, Saturday from East Lansing as uh, we are going to be on site for Nebraska's bowl eligibility win, that clincher, that game that Nebraska fans have been waiting for for so long that gets you in the bowl season. Uh, you want more than that. Coach Rule's right after his post game, saying, well, six, come on now, that isn't that going to be enough. And, and I don't think it is. You're not being greedy. You're being realistic when you look at the talent of this team. I know we criticize it from time to time because of the turnovers. But what did Matt Rule talk about from, from moment one? He talked about incremental progress. Okay? And you've seen it. You've seen it with this football team. You saw this football team lose a, another heartbreaker to Minnesota. Then you saw them kind of get ticked off with the offense after it was 13-7, to and then they got outscored. They got boat raced in a tight ball game with about eight minutes left in Boulder. That, that, that got a lot funkier than it was. The offense was a nightmare to hold on to the football. Stop me if you've heard it before. And then they didn't keep playing at the level they were playing at in Boulder that second game. Uh, Nebraska figured it out, kind of looked shaky, kind of looked sloppy, beat up on one team that's really bad in northern Illinois, uh, got refocused against Louisiana Tech as we go. And then they just didn't want to they didn't want to fight against Michigan. They were absolutely intimidated against Michigan. They got called out for it by their head coach. But now you look at this three-game win streak and then the fact you've won five out of six. No, it's not been ranked opponents. No, it's not been the 1995 schedule. I, I, I get that. It's not been the 2021 schedule. But this team's doing things they haven't done in a long time. This program hasn't done in a long time. So you're, you're seeing different phases get better. And now it's the offense's turn, Elijah, to go on the road and be better with taking care of the football. Uh, defense has been bulletproof, man, and they've been fun. They've been good. They were human last week where they, God forbid, allowed a sudden change touchdown. But you can't have happen. You can't have guys get forced into duty, Jeff Sims, and then go piss the bed. Okay, that, 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 that can't happen, and I feel awful for him. But that's eight turnovers in eight quarters. You went to him to go get you a fourth and one. And it didn't happen. Uh, not only did he not get it, he fumbled it. The, all right, so you get stuffed. So what? They can't take your lunch money and run to the end zone. Uh, so there's some some film study there. But incremental progress has led Elijah to three and zero, bud. And that's big for Nebraska. That's that is absolutely what you've been talking about. Proof of concept. Because you saw it, you just saw it, 3-0 and in October. Now, now, can you get the incremental progress with the turnovers? Because that's been the issue all year long for this Husker offense. And part of me thinks there is an element to, 
to you are what you are at this point in the season. And I think what Nebraska is offensively is a team that's going to turn the football over. But it's about, you know what, you take five times you put the ball on the ground. Can you, can you cut it down to one or two? Because if you can do that, Nebraska's defense is enough to clean up one or two errors from that Husker offense. They're good enough to do that. And you think about it, Nebraska, if they don't put the ball on the ground on Saturday, they probably win 24 to nothing. And I don't say 31 to nothing. Sure. Because if you don't put the ball on the ground, you don't give your, your defense and your special teams a chance to block a field goal and turn it for a touchdown. It's the give and the take. Sometimes there is an element, your best units, your defense, you want them on the field. They make a play for you. They go put seven on the board for you. So <laughs> you, you live with that. But then on the other hand, you put it on the ground again, Purdue returns it for a touchdown, you put it on the ground, they set him up on a short field, Purdue scores it. But Nebraska should have pitched a shutout in that game if it wasn't for the turnovers offensively. And there's give and a take to it. You love having the defense on the field because they're playing so great. So it's about getting just incrementally better in that area. And if you can do that, I don't think there isn't a game that Nebraska shouldn't be favored in based on the way that defense is playing. It comes down to can the offense clean up the turnovers because that's going to bite them at some point this year if they don't. Slight favorite in Vegas. We are down here. Our favorite, Rosie's 10th and P Roadshow. Monday, come see us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back with you, Tail Varsity Roadshow. Monday here at Rosie's 10th and P. You are invited out. We're here for some Monday night football and a little Big Ten recap as well. 10th and P. Rosie's reminder later on in the week, Simplicated, going to be live music here on the 3rd of November. So come on down here to Rosie's. Also, we're here for the Denver Buffalo game here the 13th of November. So check that out. Silas Creek will be playing live music November 17th. Cody Johnson also going to be a PBA, so get locked in. And then before we get you to December, Bears-Vikings. We're back here at Rosie's uh, with Whiskey Richards December 1st. So live music on the weekends for you here at Rosie's 10th and P. We're on stage right now. I will not sing, I promise you. Because, well, that would not do anyone any favors. Uh, we will get into Baby Ferentz getting the old son. Uh, the principal needs to talk to you, and I can't help you this time. Treatment. Uh, Scott's with us here on Hale Varsity. Scott, thanks for calling. Go ahead, bud. Sure. How are you folks this afternoon? We're good. What do you think? Well, uh, several things here I want to say. First of all, I'm a guy who sells programs over the west side of the stadium. I have to apologize oh, you, no, to you're good. customers. You, because they didn't have enough programs for us to go sell outside. So I didn't know how to tell anybody. But anyway, I apologize to all those folks. And the other thing is, was this a complete Nebraska win month with, with volleyball, with football, the basketball team? I don't know what other soccer. I don't know what other sports they had. Did they completely win the whole month without a loss? They, they did pretty well. I mean, basketball's not gotten into full swing yet, but volleyball's still unbeaten, of course. Soccer's doing their thing. And you, you'll you wear that 26 jersey out on the uh, the West Stadium, won't you? That's me, yeah, that's me. Yep, uh, yep, 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 Scott, this is good, man. I've seen you for years, man. I appreciate you and what you do 
telling the program to all the Nebraska fans for how many years you've been doing it, Scott? Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I've been selling programs since '75. Okay, I, I've been working down at the stadium since '62 with Boy That's Scouts so good. and uh, ushering, and I, I started working down there '62. And there was no north end zone. There was no south end zone seating except in the <laughs> knot hole section. So I sat there and, and was an usher there. And so and during that time, I've only missed two home games. One was my uh, bonus daughter was in a national beauty pageant in Orlando, and my son was in an, uh, a national horse show, and that would have been in 2002. So I've only missed two home games. Well, 02 was the year to do it. But, but no, that's that's a that's a run. So you're feeling good. We were talking incremental progress, Scott. You've seen it under rule quite a bit. I mean, you've seen this team keep getting better, and they got a good opportunity in October from October to November now. Yeah, they. I I like the way they're playing, especially the defense. The defense is hungry. They just they play with a lot of grit. I enjoy that. Another now, this is kind of same. Level, but uh, so I talked to the special teams face to face today, coordinator for Michigan State, and then also a grad assistant for the safeties at Michigan State today. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, Ross Ells is the son of Bob Ells, and Bo is the grandson of Bob Ells, and they had to uh, get together for him a memorial service for him this afternoon. Gotcha, gotcha. That's right, Mister uh, Mister L's passed, but you know, condolences to the family. But I didn't. I I had forgotten Ross was at Sparty. Yeah, I when I went up talked to him. I asked him what he was doing. He said, "Oh, I'm uh, with Michigan State." And I go, "Oh, yeah, you football, uh, you were the uh, linebackers." He says, "I'm special teams now." So the, so there. I asked Bo. I said, "What's the most important thing you tell your safeties?" He says. Uh, just read your cues. I said, what's that? Like the, the linemen, offensive linemen standing up? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And I asked Ross, I said, what's the most important thing you tell your special teams? He says, he says you, we're not, can't, we can't make a mistake. I mean, you can make mistakes on offensive defense, but it doesn't hurt you as bad as it does on the special teams. So, anyway, well, that's why. I just thought it was kind well, of interesting I, just talking to it them. It is and, good. Scott, appreciate the phone call and you tuning in, man. Keep uh, telling us those programs. We appreciate your service. Yeah, well, I appreciate what you guys do, and you're a lot of fun to watch or listen to. And uh, anyway, keep up the good work. You and Elijah. Take care, Scott. Appreciate you, man. There he is. Good to hear from Scott. He's uh, always out front West Stadium, man. That is big time. And and I I, I love him. 76. I love him coming with the accountability right off the top. Matt Rule's been preaching it. Ah oh, man, we 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 were able to sell the uh, the programs outside of the fans' day. We didn't have enough enough uh, programs. He comes with the accountability right off the top. Love that from him. He's uh, representing the program well in that way. And I also forgot about the L's and the connection over there at Michigan State. Bo was on my middle school football team way back in the day. And then I'm I sure that picture him, that with Elijah us. Herbal's on his wall. I don't know about all that, but I, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely being facetious there, but. Uh, uh, Brennan chimes in. We'll get to some of your stream comments. Open phones for you here till 5. We'll get to Coach Charlie McBride. A Monday with Charlie as we're here at Rosie's 9th and P. 
Check that. Check that. Tenth and P downtown here live at Rosie's here. Uh, you have uh, Brennan chiming in and said, I like Rule's comment of is that all you want in reference to six wins. Brennan's like, let's take them all. It's it's you know, manager Lou Brown in the movie Major League. Let's win the – actually, it was uh, Jake Taylor. Let's win the whole bleeping thing. Uh, but I, I don't think Nebraska fans allowed you can jump there yet, can you? I think you feel better about this team where it isn't Lucy holding the football and then ripping it away. You, you've had opportunities to, to lose some games – the last three weeks with because of your turnovers, right? You've not been clean. Your defense has been incredible to uh, to keep you safe. That's that's wonderful. Uh, Tom Chattel had a great column, safety net, right? It's a high wire act and it's a safety net. That's absolutely what you have with this defense, with this football team. Um, you have uh, another Elijah chiming in. Hey, fellas, keep being awesome. Proud of all the work the team is putting in. With the rebuild, is Sims really that much better than Purdy? The offense just falls apart when he's in. I think you just see a kid right now that's played a lot of college football but just struggling, man. And it just it just it was you can't believe that would happen. That would happen to last year's Nebraska team, not this year's Nebraska team, and it would cause Nebraska's team last year to to lose the game. It'd be one of those moments where you lost the football game because of a, a turnover or a miscue. Um, you have the ability to overcome that, and they have so far. Four eight nine twelve forty. And we have Dave on the line. Okay, let's get to the phones. Dave, thanks for hanging on. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I think I speak for most Husker fans. With our expectations, yeah, I know a lot of us drank some Kool-Aid, but when it comes down to it, don't you think all Husker fans are just hoping for that one Saturday where mom doesn't have to tell the kids to go outside and play in the cold because daddy's cursing at the TV? That is absolutely that's everyone's living room. That is everyone's living room. You've grown up in that living room before, or it's still your living room, and now you're the angry father. I love it. Well, we had those those two. Uh, <laughs> Go outside and play. With, with, the, with the fumble <laughs> touchdown, and I was outside, and all of a sudden I saw one of the neighbor kids come out with mom. And that was the first thing I thought, dude. <laughs> I love that. That's so true. The first time you heard that. The, the, the mother of all naughty words. It was a Nebraska-Oklahoma yeah. game. Dad screaming at the again. TV. <laughs> Broken beer bottles hey, everywhere. Have a great day. Go Dave, that was, appreciate you, Dave. That was hilarious. I love that. Yeah. You know it's a game day Saturday when <laughs> when Junior's outside with Mom cause, and, and both of them are wearing a coat because Dad's raging in the living room. <laughs> Son of a... They fumbled again. Got to get the cover. Hey, at least it's Keep fun. Keep the under. Keep the under. At least it's fun. It's another thing I said in our post-game show. Is football not fun to watch right now? Like, yeah, they put the, girl, the ball the, on the ground the de- five times, but it's the fun defense, to watch. The defense is fun to watch. Special teams is getting, like, fun to watch or at <laughs> least not cr- cringeworthy. The offense still is not fun to watch, Elijah. 
I disagree because on one there's hand, moments on on, moments on, offense. on one hand, there's frustrating moments. But on the other hand, the team is starting to build up that mindset of they're going to find a way to win despite the errors. And it used to be before the past couple seasons. They're going to find a way to lose because of the errors. Right now, this is a team that comes together through the errors and finds a way to win. And they've been winning more and more comfortably every single week with the errors. So they're getting there. You'd like to, to eliminate those errors, but it feels like a team that can battle through it as we go to the phone lines yet again. Deuce hanging on, Schmitty. Deuce, go for it. Thanks for calling, Hello. brother. How are you? Deuce, Hello, go ahead. Schmitty. How you doing? I'm good. I, I'm still laughing at Dave's phone call because, I mean, I'm thinking of Steve Schmidt right now screaming at an Oklahoma game on TV. <laughs> I was thinking of him, I was thinking about him this weekend as I'm yelling uh, from outside the country. I'm listening on the radio, and I'm yelling at the top of my lungs, does anybody understand clock management? I tell you, I love this coaching staff, but somewhere about the 15 minutes, the last quarter, we seem to forget what clock management looked like. I mean, for the love of God, can we quit running the <laughs> can we quit running uh, pitches or the quarterback around the end when you're ahead with ten minutes left? I mean, what happened to just run the ball up the middle, punt the ball? You're ahead twenty four to you're ahead twenty four points, and your defense has given up nothing. And all of a sudden, you can't understand that. Or why go for it on fourth and one? Punt the ball. And I think Rule touched on it after the ball game. If you do it over again, yeah, I'm punting it. His gut said to punt it. He didn't punt it. And then worst-case scenario happened where not only uh, did you not punt it, you put the backup in, the backup fumbled, and then it was a scoop and score when the backup it, fumbled. So, it, it, the yeah, it, it was, pre- it was preventable. Game, though, that we've struggled at the end with time management. I mean, I know. It's, you don't have an offense that can help you out. You need to really understand time management. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm amazed at as much experience as on this coaching staff that, we have a, that our time management is so bad. Zeus, thanks for the phone call, brother. Appreciate you tuning in and uh, saying what's up. 489-1240. More calls for you. Open phones. We're not here at Rosie's. Come by, get a cocktail. 10th and P. Sale Varsity rolls forward on a Monday. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you again. On Hail Varsity Radio. Back with your Tail Varsity Roadshow, Monday here at Rosie's, downtown, 10th and P. You're invited out. Back here in November for some more Monday night and some Big Ten recon. There's a lot going on in the Big Ten. Nebraska's still in the race for that West Division. 489-1240. We'll get to more of your stream comments. Charlie McBride's 20 minutes away. Rod is waiting. Rod, thanks for the phone call. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering, uh, I've watched a lot of the games, and I really like the coaching staff and what they're doing there. Special teams, the thing that still drives me nuts is we don't field the punt. We let the ball hit the ground, and the kid back there now, the bullet kid, he seems petrified to catch the ball. There's you don't no want to screw up. Can catch a punt. Well, I get that, but... And he must have been smoked in practice or something because it, 
They don't want to grab it. That's for sure. And we give up a lot of yards on that. No, you're right. And Coach Rule mentioned that that our one of our favorites, George Darlington, was was in his office yesterday. Uh, letting him know that the the old punt return unit needs some help in a plight loving. <laughs> I want you to win a lot of ball games here at Nebraska Sun type type take. We'll hear that from from Rule in a little bit, but no, Nebraska needs to to get things figured out from the return standpoint. And it was a nightmare with uh, the opening kickoff where uh, Snodgrass did a hell of a job figuring out it was a short kick and he fielded it well and he had a twenty yard return, but then. He goes into contact like a bowling ball headed towards pins, and it gets popped out. Now, Nebraska got screwed on that call. The point is, is cover the football up so it's not an issue. So, yeah, special teams is good. Alvano's been nice. Bushimi's been good in the wind. But uh, there's still room to grow, and we'll hear from uh, Mr. Foley tomorrow on that. Well, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you listening, Ron. Thanks for the call, 489-1240. 489-1240. I can just see Bullock there with no uh, no protection, and here's 47 guys like it's the uh, the the Battle of the Bastards episode in uh, Game of Thrones, right? Where Great Jon Snow's got his sword, and he's got the whole army coming towards him. Uh, some comments here. Elijah chimes in uh, on the. Rule presser only point of criticism today on Rule's press conference is his lack of accountability with Sims. He's not shy to call out Grant publicly, but gets reclusive when it comes to Sims. I think, uh, Elijah, that's a fair take. I think it comes down to knowing each guy's makeup and personality. I think Grant's a guy who can take getting called out at this point in time of the season and in his career. I don't think Sims is a guy right now, and you saw how things didn't go well for him on Saturday who can take getting ripped publicly right now. I I would bet he's not able to handle it. It would not help. I mean, Grant's a personality, by my guess, that is going to get motivated by the challenge hearing his name out there to hold on to the bleep in football. If Sims gets called out by his head coach right now, it's, unnecessary piling on and rule did say it's my job to make sure he doesn't fumble elijah yep yep we uh we go to the phone lines yet again where bob is standing by hey bob thanks for calling go ahead yeah hey um i uh have watched the last two games even more closely than the first ones and i've noticed that we've been most effective running and passing out of the i formation with our issue with the line, doesn't it make sense maybe get one of those wide receivers off the field, add a fullback, get us another blocker that way? You know, Bob, I'll say this. I think Nebraska's most effective, Elijah, jump in here too. Nebraska's most effective off play action. Okay, and that's out of the eye. That's under center. Uh, that's, that's when they've been good throwing the football this season. Uh, you saw the completion for 16 yards to 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 Doss, that was, I think, was that shotgun? I, I got to go back and look. But the big play to Lloyd was, was out of the I formation. That Again, was shotgun. Was that belly G option. It was shotgun. So it was shotgun. I, I do go back and Doss. look at this one, too. It was like a, a belly G option read, but it was out of shotgun, like kind of the speed option look, and it was from shotgun, that play. Okay. But th- their best, Bob, uh, out of play action, 
They're, yeah, they're best right. whenever they have a running game that they can rely upon in order to get the defense and the safeties moving up to open up the pass. So it's one-on-one. On one. And I think this past week, they're, they were most effective getting running game going from the eye formation. That's why the passing game looked more effective from there. But I'm kind of with Schmitty on this one. That it's however they get the running game going that week, that's where they're going to get more success as they get to the play action and get Harburg some looks that way from the play action. My my take was the fourth quarter is where we seem to run the ball the best, and we seem to be in the eye formation most of that. Yep. No, Bob, you're right, and they got it. They, that's that's how November is going to be a a repeat of of October if Nebraska is going to continue to have success. Is is that run game, and you got new linemen that that did a good job with it. Bob, thanks for the phone call, bud. And yeah, eye formations the answer. The the silver lining was. Nebraska able to line up and hammer the football when they held on to the football. 489-1240. If you want to get in here, open phones till 5. But uh, we were getting into Nebraska as the rest of the season looks and uh, where things are at, how and why Nebraska's in this West race. And if you want to chime in a little bit on what you saw on Saturday, go for it. But. Yeah. Uh, this team's not blinking, Elijah, with uh, the 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 success and some of the failures, failures being that turnover issue. Yeah, and uh, we go to the phone lines one last time here at this segment. Pete, hang on the line for us. All right. Pete, Pete, thanks for calling. Go ahead. How are you doing? We're good, man. How are you doing? I don't want to complain too much on a, on a win. You know, it's kind of hard to complain too much when they won. But... Uh, Pete, we're, thing we're is, losing you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now we got you. The second thing is Taylor Martinez did it also, but Harburg holds up right before contact. And I don't know what he's trying to do there. I don't know if he's trying to lessen the blow or what, but the coach needs to get in his ear and tell him, Make a decision and go 100% because when you hold up like that, you get hurt worse than if you're going 100%. Pete, appreciate the phone call. I kind of lost that first part, Elijah. Did you get it cleanly or no? No, no, but I got the second part loud and clear. Yeah, and that's right. I mean, uh, T-Magic got absolutely killed (laughs) because he he would run straight up, and when he'd run into contact, he'd get wiped out. Yeah, Rule touched on that. We'll sneak in some Rule commentary uh, next hour, time permitting, and before we end this hour. But you're invited down here to Rosie's, another Monday night road show, as it's Detroit and the Raiders. We're here on stage till 6. Do not uh, throw things at me. There's no chicken wire a la Blues Brothers. This is a fun spot. You need some wings. You need a beer. You want Schmitty to sing Rawhide? Rawhide? No, I will not uh, do that. Uh, <laughs> head him up, move him up, right? Uh, but uh, we're down here. Munchie and the crew's having us here. Uh, another road show Monday. Uh, 10th and P is where we're at here. Rosie's downtown. A quick timeout. We'll wind down this first hour. We can sneak in a phone call or two more. 489-1240. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this first hour, we're down here at Rosie's downtown, 10th and P. You're invited down for some Monday night. They're going to have some 
bags going here. Awesome time down here at Rosie's Mondays and throughout the week. Live music this weekend. Live music uh, next weekend. And we'll be back here in November for some Monday Night Madness as well. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Reminder to get buckled up. Use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries. And only if properly worn. Buckle up. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Cornhead Logger is uh, incredible. They are helping bring you Hail Varsity. Tim chimes in uh, when it comes to the offense, Elijah. The offense will grow up just enough in the nick of time and will contend for the West. Might not be, might uh, not win it, but uh, will be. The, the O didn't get, uh, didn't start meshing till the third game. So I think the, I like the line, right? And you can speak to that here. A little bit more than I can, but they, I thought they played well. I was looking at some of the scoring, and, and I thought Lutowski had a good game. I thought mentality-wise, I thought Teddy came in ready to go to pick up for his guys, and um, I thought uh, it could have been a lot worse, to be honest with you. Uh, the mistakes made uh, with uh, negative plays, I wouldn't go on the offensive line. I thought it was more decision-making at quarterback. I liked what I saw from the offensive line on Saturday personally, and I know we that was our main talking point last week, Schmidt, was what were they going to look yeah, like? And, and you thought there wasn't going to be as much fall-off. I was concerned, and I got to the end of the game, and I was impressed. They weren't perfect, especially in the first half. Some negative plays on the ground that kind of hurt some drives. But overall, they gave Heiner Carberg enough time to go find an open receiver. They opened up some holes for the running backs. I mean, I think 76 yards rushing in the fourth quarter speaks for itself in terms of what that offensive line was able to do. They figured some things out. They, they weren't the reason why Nebraska's offense had issues. That came down to the guys that were toting the rock and fumbling the football. So whenever you, you look at that, I think a lot of people thought the offensive line was going to be the downfall of the offense. They were far from that. They were not the biggest problem with the offense on Saturday. It's not a perfect offense by any means, but the offensive line was not a negative, and I think that is a win for where they're at right now. Chris chimes in and, and says, look, I've changed my tune a little bit. Uh, the bug eaters looked good. They may take the West. Our friend Cutter checks in, and uh, he is uh, part of the stream. And you can always watch the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel or Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. You can send your comments in that way if you don't want to call or email. But uh, years past, Nebraska would have folded. The main takeaway from this season is the culture change that's happened. They just keep playing. They have confidence. They aren't afraid to go out and win the game. Again, it is that safety net of a defense that has been the primary difference this season. And I'm probably it's not that they didn't have they didn't have good defenses in different moments, Elijah, but. Uh, they really are playing at a, at a confident, confident level. And I'm probably going to regret saying this, but it's incredible that we have reached the end of October, and I do feel comfortable enough to say it publicly, say it out loud. I feel good about Nebraska's chances in a close football game down the stretch here. If they find themselves in a 14-10, to 10, a 13-10, a 14-all a, a game with a couple minutes left in this game, I like Nebraska's chances at that because they seem to play their best football down the stretch of football games. Maybe not the beginning of the fourth quarter, but what does Nebraska do? They uh, string together a touchdown drive following the scoop and score to put that game away. Nebraska's been able to step up and make big plays in big moments. Big, big pucker factor right there in Nebraska. At least was able to put it away and not turn it over. Coach McBride next. 
This is Christian Peter. I'm sorry, but the stories I have about Charlie are not appropriate for the public. The right case of the Mondays. It's Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you. It's a Monday road show. We're down here at Rosie's 10th and P. As it is some football weather still outside. Mid-30s is all we're at right now. But I know he's probably not wearing sleeves. He might be even outside. We say hi to Mr. Blackshirt. It's a Monday with Charlie. Charlie McBride joins us here on Hale Varsity. We're here at Rosie's, and Nebraska has won three in a row. That is incredible. That is nice. The first time it's happened in October since 2001 when Nebraska went to play for a national championship. Coach McBride, thanks for a few minutes. Good to talk with you again. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing, I, I, I'm, well, I'm not perfect, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> so, so you're kind of like this football team, right? <laughs> well, uh, you know what's hard for me is I uh, the Big Ten channel. I got up this morning about 6:30, and I turned the TV on. And it was our game. Yeah. So I watched it. I watched it, and I came back. I took my wife to the store. We did some shopping. Came back, turned the thing on, and it was the game. So I watched it twice today. Now I'm ready to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blackshirt's with us. Oh, well, it, it, it did that. You, it did, let me, let it me did tell that. you something funny. You're all going to laugh at me, okay? All right. Did Did you ever? Did you ever? Now, this is I. I have a kinesiology was close to my major, so I, I have a little experience in part of it. But have you ever measured? The the distance between the elbow and the hand. I have not. Middle. Okay. Well, if you take a football and put have a guy that has a very long, a long arms and and so forth, the football when you're trying to hold it goes in basically goes pretty much into the point of the hand, into the middle of the hand, or and some guys hold it with two fingers and fits. Now, when you put it and put it in your your football-carrying position, the back point basically doesn't reach any part of your bicep unless you hold it tight up into your body. Are you, are you understanding that so far? I absolutely. I, I just reenacted it on video here for Elijah and our and our viewers on the stream. So yeah, yes, absolutely. I know well, what you're you're this, talking this about. A, a lot of a lot of players have this. They have a long. They have a long uh, from their elbow to their hand. It's it's long. I mean, it's a, you know. I mean, I could tell you some short guys that have. But it doesn't give you a chance to, to to carry it with one hand, really, and be able to tuck it in your body unless you've got it up tight. And then still, you don't have total you don't have total holding ability. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to punch it out or to grab underneath your elbow 
while you're running or something like that is, is you know, is easy. Now, when you're going to fall, your natural your and I've seen it happen just right now on TV. Okay, I mean, I watched it with our game. When you fall, sometimes you naturally we were made to catch a fall. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. not fall on your elbow, right? And mm. so you can see it come out away from your body, and therefore you have only the hand that has the strength to hold it in there. And so that's why a lot of guys fumble. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the physical part of their body. And if, if, and if they do get in traffic, they've got to cover up with both hands on both points of the ball. Charlie okay. McBride's with us. <laughs> Coach, I, I no, it's well well documented with uh, fumbling <laughs> issues. Over overall, did you like the defense? Do you think this team's grown? They haven't lost oh, in October. I think I think they're they're doing very good. I there's a couple aspects I don't like. Is uh, I. I I guess I just hear coaches say, well, he plays corner and he plays safety and he, he can play on both sides and stuff. Well, if you're the guy playing there, okay, I did, I, we played both. I mean, when I was playing, we played, we had to play both ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I'm that old. We had, we had to play offense and then go to defense and no, everybody played that way. I mean, every player they had to play both sides of the ball. So you 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 know what you have now with you your advantage. You have to cut back on your practice, so you're practicing enough on defense, enough on offense. But when you say a guy plays this and he can play that and he can move here and he can go there, he's not learning a damn thing at either one of the positions because if you change sides, that's you know. This stuff has to go. I mean, we're talking about winning championships. We're not mm-hmm. talking about having fun and you know and that. And I and I understand what the coaches are doing. They're trying to find out who the best player in the position still is. You know, and that and that's the heart. That if, if people understand that that's what they're trying to do, then that's that's right. And the other thing is is. When we were, when we had a staff, and I, I keep using we, but it, it, if you think back, and I, I, every staff I was on, the head coach coached. Mm-hmm. And you tell me who the backfield coach is and who the quarterback coach is. Well, you got Barthel and, and Satterfield. He does both of them, right? No, Satterfield does the the quarterbacks, and and Barthel does the running backs. Okay, you have two coaches there, right? Mm-hmm. We we had yep. Turner Gill and Tom on the quarterbacks, both of them. They they took time. Tom never came to the defense. Okay, he stayed mm-hmm. with the offense. He'd go down, and he was coaching the whole time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got one coach added on to what you don't have now, and on defense, what is the what is the defensive coordinator coach? So you doing linebackers? 
helping with linebackers? I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, he might just coordinate. I don't know. Okay. Well, we were able to take our special teams coach one time and put him with Mel Canepers, as the assistant offensive line coach and special teams coach. Now, in certain times, especially with pass blocking and run blocking, you could divide your team in half and you could do one thing one way and, and the other guys working. And Dan Young went to pro camps for years and years and years working on pass blocking, how to pick up stuff and everything. That was, that was monumental. I mean, people don't, you know, that was monumental in our program. And the fact that we had guys in the back, Frank, Frank Solich, we had Tom coaching the court. Tom was the offensive coordinator. And now, you know, back to Hale Varsity Radio. who it was, but I think everybody knew he was. Jay Morris I mean, with his Hale Varsity Radio, Cornhead Loggers, powering Hale Varsity Radio. We're here at Rosie's 10th and P downtown, said, Monday night road trip. Uh, I got a chance to as the Raiders take on the Lions, we get Jay's team. take on the NFL and, here uh, well, shortly. The but, uh, Jay, the, the light has turned on for a lot of guys. That's how this works. Argue I mean, time. You could argue Nash. You could argue Butler. But anyway, you could argue Giff. I the kids, you could argue what, both corners and Newsom and Tommy Hill. And Who do you think's playing the best really ball right that. now? I defensive. think they're they have the same Man, kind of. They're all playing really good football right now. I think. Obviously, Ty Robbins is playing at a high level. Nash Hutchbaker is playing at a high level. Isaac Gifford's playing at a high level. I know Luke Bryan was working his way back in, into playing team. mode after being out for a couple of weeks. And then you had your guys behind them. Newsom's playing who, really, really well. You know, we're, you know, he probably doesn't get as much as his tension he should because I think teams are staying I away from him because he's pretty good in coverage. Exactly. Uh, Tommy Hills stepped up here and got some interceptions the last couple of weeks. But anyway, it's You know, Mark Brown's done a great job. But I went to Nebraska. You could go down the list. I think everyone's playing good. I mean, Butler. My, uh, Prince my Will, Prince Will had a fantastic was, play on that sweep. I only that had 15 the minutes of individual uh, work. Screen pass. That was just a, that was awesome. That was a great here. play. Because uh, I you can't mean, teach a Judy kid in 15 minutes a day uh, how to play uh, blocking Kim teams playing at a high and level. all the things that are important with his eyes, with his hands. You don't, you don't play as well as you do defensively as they play three eight games this year and not have guys playing at a high level. I think everyone's up there. Don't, don't, I'm not going to tell you the confidence is at all, all, all time level. One drill, and they have the right mindset. This the, it's, it doesn't matter the did it wrong where the ball's at in the field. They're just going to stop you. Get and that's, that's just, and it's a beauty. It's a thing of beauty time. to watch them have that mindset. It doesn't matter okay. what, the, what the call is, mm-hmm. if you're what the score of the game way, is, what the down and distance is. It's like, this is what the call is. We're going to execute it. We're going to communicate it. We're going to come get you. And it's, it's fun it to watch. It truly is fun to watch. It's just nice to know when you do have an offense that's, understand what I'm saying? you know, has, has their issues. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, about, it's about it's about uh, rep, the repetition, gonna, and it's about uh, and the, you know, if you want to look like, I can tell you right now, tough situations. if you played it's Jay Moore with us here on Hill Varsity Radio. Jay sticking around for some overtime with us here as part of the Black Shirt Hour. And Jay, let's talk quickly about Michigan State. And what mm-hmm. Nebraska faces okay. and this I weekend. So it's a ways off, but Michigan State is a team that is spiraling, to say the least. They lost Mel Tucker. They have lost six straight games since then. They're not the team right that you thought they would be at the start of the year. You, lost some players through the transfer portal as well. And I want to get your thoughts on what the danger sure. of a team like that is because a lot of Husker fans out there are chalking this one up as a W despite the fact that Nebraska goes on the road. Because as you lay out, Nebraska is a road favorite against a team that really everything that can go wrong has gone wrong for them this year. And I'm sure they. 
they're pretty down better. on themselves, but what's the danger of playing here's, a team like that? This is just well, me I think talking they're, Michigan now, State's okay? still a pretty physical football team. My thinking was make and, them better uh, than they think yeah, they Yeah, I, I watched most be. of their game against Rutgers. They should be Rutgers. Rutgers able to come okay. back in the second you half what I'm and squeak out and a win somehow, some way. But it's, it's hard. You know, and, you're... you're, and you're he had a bunch of guys who I know the things have changed. In, you've uh, come to play for Mel Tucker. He's obviously not there anymore. You've had some teammates leave. Ah, That's the situation. You struggled. <laughs> you've had losses. No, I, I'm, you just I'm don't ever want to give a team like this the hope, a chance. Pretty good ball player. And when I say that, it's turn and, the football and, over and, and, and uh, be and sloppy. And, one of my best friends is Carol Hardy. Not do the necessary things you need to to win on the road. And, you know. Like I Those said, the blood guys, in the water, you know, these small blood in the water, and they will attack. You know, the Sharks will come out, did. and they will do and their one thing. thing. So I do know it's always, they did not, you always got to be, I don't care who it is, I don't care whatever team if their belly was it is, what they've dealt with throughout the season. Buckle. They're playing at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they haven't had some things go so, right you know, there's, some, there's a lot uh, of things, you know, you see as a young guy. They're, they're fighting, man. There's are still kids that are you know, you, you uh, have Division one scholarships or Division one athletes. There's several really good coaches on that staff. with you. And they're going to be coached well. They're going to play hard. So they got to be, the rest is going to be on top. They got to be on point. You know, and Uh, coach, coach, I got to jump in and ask about Michigan State. We got about. When they, 90 seconds a, before we got to say goodbye. What do you think about Saturday? You think Nebraska's got another one in them? I mean, Nebraska should have won that football game. So we've had some crazy wins up there. You know, I can think of Turner catching the end zone. You know, I can think of Taylor Martinez's runs up there. We also have some crazy losses. And I want just give me another win. And that's just what you're trying to do. You just got to battle. It's a four-quarter game, man. It's an absolute brawl. It's going to be a battle. And who makes less mistakes, who controls the time of possession, who's able to make some big plays and create some turnovers is going to be one of this football game. Michigan Jay, going to go to the NFL be before we say goodbye. Jay Moore with and, us uh, here. We're so, at Rosie's 10th and, and P. Downtown so Rosie's. It's Monday night football. Week. We'll put a bow on week eight in the I, NFL. You know, and Detroit's and that, that's, minus that's seven. They got really absolutely annihilated is. by but, Baltimore but last week. The Raiders trying to get to 500. If we see a viral video later of drunken Raider fan versus drunken Detroit fan, who are you betting on? Raider fan or are you betting on Lion fan for the drunken video brawl winner? Not the game, but the fight within the game that tends to happen. And, That's uh, tough. And, and play and focus. Those are those are two fans that I've been to a lot. Everything we and do, every, every play. I mean, yeah, Detroit. Been we got each man. I mean, the Lions guy has. Coach, will see fight, if you know that can be a reality because if Nebraska good. can start putting it all but together, the Raiders fan. You get the defensive lot. performance. <laughs> you get probably than, done special teams. Done time. And, no, and easily. Easily. Together, listen, look out, out. We played the Raiders the best many times in the preseason. There was like four yeah. fights that break out against We'll Niner see if it fans. gets there. We hope to, to see you <laughs> in Michigan, Coach. <laughs> Thanks for okay. giving us a few it's, minutes today, bud. It's crazy. Uh, okay. What will tend to happen? Thanks for having me. I'll I, I got to land the game in Detroit. Right, is it a long game in Detroit or is it in there it is. Mr. Blackshirt, it's in Detroit. I got to just say, I'm picturing. Uh, you know, passionate Niner fans. He was Silicon Valley guy versus. 
leather vest, <laughs> no sleeves. He guy. was off and running, man. Right out Wallet. of the gate with the, well. uh, the segment no, with that, that, that's seeing that there, game twice uh, well. today. I mean, that's, that's the back. And he's back right. Sparty is dangerous. Sparty is talented. Where's Sparty's head at? Right now, Elijah Zid lost six in a row. Matt Rule kind of talked about the same thing today. Upon his rewatch of the game, he was unhappy. We can get into this with Jay Moore, maybe what that defensive performance actually looked like. But it's not the second person with Matt Rule saying, you know what, upon rewatching it, I was very happy with the defensive performance. He, Charlie essentially said the exact same thing right there. That if it wasn't for the drop passes, Purdue would have been a lot more dangerous and he wasn't happy with the defensive performance either. That's what expert I see that maybe my amateur eyes don't. Well, and the drops were a real thing. And Rule hit on it. Jay Moore's coming up where he was Rosie's 10th and Pete. Road show Monday with Hale Marson. Raiders fan, more likely to have a shank on him. Two-year starter. Lions fan, and more likely to have for either big brass knuckles or just, just having a gun on him. So, you don't want to bring a knife to a gunfight, and, and it's hard to pick Reno. a gunfight. Wow. Brevity it's Blackshirt <laughs> Jay Moore with Hail Varsity Radio. It's either brass knuckles or these guys. Hail Varsity Roadshow. Fire here at Rosie's downtown. We're presented by Cornhead Lager. Tented Peas is where we're at. For Monday Night Football, Detroit and Vegas, we say hi to NFLer, Husker, Jay Moore, Big Red Rapper, Husker, NFLer, at Jay Moore, with us. We're here at Rosie's Jay, just so we're clear as folks watch on video. We'll get caught up again. Talk Michigan State next week. Thanks for the time. Take a hostage. You're just in the corner by choosing, correct? Correct. I'm going to spend time with Jay Moore, Blackshirt, Husker, NFLer, catch him on Big Red Rapper. Tomorrow night, we're... Um, Still here at very, Rosie's, very happy about to 10 be more out minutes. They got uh, lead <laughs> You guys about to press one this afternoon. Tenth so and where we're you're, at you're a Rosie's. strict uh, uh, win, get a win guy. State week. Did you pull any hair Lansing? out, though, with the turnovers? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think just how they, they come about. I mean, you open up the game with a turnover again. You're just like, geez, mm-hmm. these guys. I mean, can we – this is why we can't have nice things, right? Like, you can't – you got to take care of the football. And – so that was frustrating, but there. But again, the, the defense ability just to not give a dang where they're where they're put and they just continue to make plays is so impressive. But then again, you look towards you know late in the game and you're feeling really good about yourself. You're up twenty four nothing, and then you get a a Harburg fumble. You know after he gets killed. You know uh, see, didn't see a defender. Uh, in the flat and gets smoked, fumbles it. You know, they score a couple of plays later. They make a good play. A guy makes a great play in the end zone for a catch. And then with Harburg's, you know, getting banged up and the bloody lip scenario and Jeff Singh comes in and you have that whole scenario where they score on defense and you're just like, it's 24-14 and I, you're feeling really, really good. And all of a sudden you're thinking, how are they going to lose this football game? And that literally came in, comes into your head just because everything gets moving so fast. But it's a different team. This is a different team now. Uh, they just they they just don't seem to flinch. And when things are kind of sliding down the cliff, somehow they're able to to stop you know the momentum in in from the other team and just keep things going. And that's just what's been so impressive because it just has been sloppy. The offense has been sloppy. The defense is has able to help and put an end to that sloppiness and, and bail out the offense in the scenarios. But I mean, if you look at it from you know, they're leading the nation in fumbles and fumbles lost. I mean, most teams in that scenario are not five and three. You know, they might be, you know, you know, two and six, three and, you know, three and five, whatever it may be. So 
it's it's wild but yeah it's it's definitely it's uh, unsettling and very stressful watching this offense because it's just you know it's it's going to happen sometime or some it's almost like murphy's law right whatever can go wrong will go wrong it just seems like it just happens with offense but we're just in a great position right now that our defense is so damn good and is able to hold teams and opponents to four to field goals and can block field goals and return for touchdowns and uh, just keep that momentum from changing uh, against you as it can so easily in college football. It's Jay Moore with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. We're talking Nebraska-Purdue. And Jay, Matt Rule got up on Monday in front of the media and said that that he wasn't as happy with the defensive performance today as he was on Saturday once he got in and looked at film, said the tackling wasn't as good as he expected it to be. And there was some stuff there from Purdue to take advantage of that they didn't necessarily take advantage of, but he thought there were some plays there that they could have had. And he wasn't as happy with that defensive performance as he was on Saturday afternoon. And I want to get your thoughts on the defense. When you look at the fact that that defense could have pitched a shutout if it wasn't for Nebraska's offense giving them a short field once and then the scoop and score, Nebraska very realistically could have had a shutout against that Purdue team. That's how well it looked, at least to me, like the defense was playing. But Matt Rule clearly thinks that they can still continue to play even better. So I want to get your thoughts on on just how well the defense played on Saturday. Yeah, listen, it's situationally, they played pretty darn good. I always I look at you get put into tough situations as they've been put in all year long with with the turnovers, and they continue to hold teams with field goals or push them out of field goal range, they got a punt, or they go for a fourth down, they can't convert. So I think they've done fantastic in that area. I do think they, they got a little slop in the back end and sometimes on the coverages. Pass rush wasn't as good as you'd like to see, and it just seems like when they did get a decent amount of rush, you know, Carter's able to get out of it. Now he's a good athlete, right? So, But you'd like to see guys get the quarterback down and, and get some more sacks in that scenario. But it's but it's nice that I mean, even though when you look at they held them to you know under 100 yards rushing, 100 yards passing. I mean, that's just that's just fantastic football from a defensive standpoint. But you got to look, you know, you can you can get um, you got just got to correct the mistakes that were made. You can you can look at it and say, yeah, we we played obviously well enough to win, but you have to always address everything. And no matter you have to whether it's a win or a loss, you always got to address everything the same. And I think that's what they're doing. Obviously, that's what is being done is yeah you guys did some good things but you, you got away with it you know you got you got touched the oven a couple times and didn't get burned now you, you can't tend to do that otherwise you are going to get burned you're going to you could get burned against michigan state you could get you could get burned against uh maryland you could get burned against wisconsin iowa so just got to clean up those things uh and they will they'll get them cleaned up and and nice thing is too is as you know the defense you know they're, they're playing well and you can kind of be uh, you can feel yourself. I'm not saying they're getting complacent a little bit, but sometimes you just need to get you have you need to get a checkup, right? And I think Coach Rules is making sure that defense is is being checked up on and saying, hey, you guys just aren't as good as you think you are sometimes. So let's let's keep on getting better. Jay, does this offense like touching the oven? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's some sickos out there that, that are just I mean, that are just into pain and suffering, and I kind I mean, of kid, have, but like, it seems like they have oven mitts on the way they can't hang on to the dangerous. Oh, I know. I mean, I, and it, it's too bad because what I liked about the offense is, man, you see, you saw some explosive plays. Okay, you, mm-hmm. you you saw Lloyd get downtown for a monster touchdown pass. You, you've seen some pitching going on with the option play that. Got some eight, seven, eight-yard gains on first down. I know that's not an explosive, but second and two was nice to see occasionally from the offense. And then you saw Emma Johnson come in and rip off a 28-yarder 
So there was their offense looked a little bit better to me, clearly, than it did against Northwestern. And, uh, you know, Harburg's just kind of keep getting better and figure it out. I got nothing for the who, what, or why with, with Sims turning the wrong way and then insult to injury with stopped short on fourth and one, and then it's a fumble and a scoop and a score. Uh, I like your point about that this is a different team, but there's still some of that same PTSD with Nebraska fans where it went from 24 nothing to 24-14. Uh, Nebraska responded the right the, the the right way, but do you think Nebraska's got enough in them to to get to Indy? You got four games left, starting with Sparty. Oh, um, you know, I'm not even. I can't even go that far. You're just worried I about Saturday, huh? I'm worried about Saturday. Literally, I've taken the same approach as that Coach Rule wants. I mean, I'm just worried about Michigan State. Can they beat Michigan State? Yes. Do I expect them to beat Michigan State? I think I do, but they can easily lose this football game. You know. Talk. I mean, that's a. I, you'd have to ask me that question if they, you know, they're they haven't lost. You know, going into the Iowa game, I think if that's a possibility, I think that's a fair thing. I just not right now. I don't think so. I just think if this offense continues to be to turn the ball over and has the same issues, I just it's, uh, like karma, man. It's just it's just football. Like the football gods, I mean, we've gotten like, we've gotten some bounces. I mean, we should add more. I mean, thank heavens. Uh, Newsom was in place to pick up the Bullocks, you know, uh, muff punt, right? I mean, you can only, you know, like I said, t- play around a stove, play around fire, do do things you're not supposed to, and get away with it. So I just, that's hard to keep playing on offense and and doing the the things they've done through the first eight games. Let's turn the football over and continue to expect to win football games. It just doesn't work like that. I mean, Rule said it last week that. You know, I can't believe we're minus, what, six or minus eight in the turnover category. We're four and three. Like, that doesn't happen, right? He said that last week. So, uh, they can't they, – if they continue to do this, I just think that's going to – it's going to bite them in the rear end here real quick. They can just – like I said, somehow, offensively, you're going to have – listen, they're going to have it. You're just – it's football. You're going to have a helmet hits hits the ball perfectly or a tip ball, whatever it is. There are things that happen. nice thing is hopefully the defense can recover and – and make plays and get turnovers as well. But for them, for me to sit back here and say, you know, can they make the India? I don't, I mean, as of right now, no, I don't think so. I'm not even expecting that. Can they be in Michigan State? Yes, I, that absolutely can. And I'm sure they're, and I think they're early favorites already in Vegas. So um, they just got to continue to battle, man. It's just every game's different. Every game is so different. Harburg's got to continue to get better. He's got to get a better feel in the option. He's got to learn to take hits better. He's got to learn to probably get on the ground. Like going to contact a little better, and just that's how you're going to take care of the, the ball as well. Is just you got to learn how to take take a hit too, and uh, it's tough to do when you don't get hit in practice as well. So, um, yeah, <laughs> look for you know looking that far in the future. That's that's um, that's way too. That's I can't even go there yet. And with the fact that you know this wasn't even close to being discussed you know, at the start of the year as well. Well, Jay, is it fair to say that? This week, Maryland's going to be practicing. Uh, excuse me, Michigan State's going to be practicing punching the football out. And the next week, Maryland's going to be practicing punching the football out. And then Wisconsin's going to be practicing punching the football out. Once you show that weakness, everyone knows about it and even almost compounds the issue even more when everyone knows this team's got fumbling issues. Yeah, yeah. It, listen, it's you're always working on that stuff throughout the week. You always are as defense. You have certain drills and, and time frames of practice. You're working on getting the ball out. Some guys uh, wrapping up the ball carry. The next guy's coming in and ripping it out. You're, you're preaching it 
you know, day in and day out in practice from from the defensive coach's aspect. And uh, but now you know that there's blood in the water. You know that this team is has a propensity to do this, and it just makes you that much hungrier. And you're going to want to do it more and more, and that you're going to work on it more and more because you know, like, hey, this team's going to give it to us. Just know this team is putting the ball on the turf and be ready to scoop and score, be ready to get on it and get the ball back to our offense. Just know it's just because this is what it is, right? Uh, Nebraska fumbles the football. They just do that. And uh, they got to be, you know, and I'm, it's just the opposite in Nebraska's practice this week. I guarantee you that the quarterbacks are going through the gamut of things, of getting, their, you know, the, the ball swatted at and, you know, tackled, somewhat, you know, wrapped up. And there's all sorts of all, all sorts of drills are going to be going on. And same with the running backs, same with the wide receivers. I guarantee you Bullock's catching more punts this week than he's ever had to make sure you can uh, – even make sure you don't drop them and um, somehow, some way, just try to find some sort of hope that you can take care of the football better than his last four games. Because like I said, I, if it continues, it's I'm – not, I'm not questioning, you know, making a bowl game by any means. I think they can still find one more win the rest of the year. But, God dang, it's just – you're just playing – your man, you're just, you're just playing with fire. And eventually you're going to get burned. Uh, if if you continue to on this trend that they're on. Jay Moore with us, Hale Varsity Radio, on the road here at Rosie's, 10th and P. It's where you can find us on Mondays. Detroit and the Raiders get going here in a little bit. We'll uh, talk some NFL with Jay Moore, but more thoughts on Nebraska and their quest for, well, a repeat of what October's been, and that's a unbeaten November. More with Blackshirt Jay on the way. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore is with us, Hale Varsity Radio, Cornhead Loggers powering Hale Varsity Radio. We're here at Rosie's 10th and P downtown Monday night road trip as the Raiders take on the Lions. We'll get Jay's take on the NFL here shortly. But, uh, Jay, the, the light has turned on for a lot of guys. You could argue Ty, you could argue Nash, you could argue Butler, could argue Giff, you mm-hmm. can argue both corners and Newsom and Tommy Hill. Who do you think is playing the best ball right now defensively? Man, they're all playing really good football right now. I think, you know, obviously Ty Robbins is playing at a high level. Nash Hutchmaker is playing at a high level. Isaac Giff is playing at a high level. Uh, I know Luke Reimer is working his way back into, into playing mode after being out for a couple of weeks with infection. Uh, Newsom's playing really, really well. You know, he probably doesn't get as much as attention as he should because I think teams are staying away from him because he's pretty good in coverage. Uh, Tommy Hill stepped up here and got some interceptions the last couple weeks. Um, you know, Omar Brown's done a great job. Uh, you could just go you could go down the list. I think everyone's playing good. I mean, Butler, uh, Princewell. Princewell had a fantastic play on that sweep, that play out to the flat, uh, the little screen pass. That was, just a, that was awesome. That was a great play. Uh, you, you mean... Judy has a blocked field goal. Uh, uh, Kim Lenhart's playing at a high level. I just, you don't you don't play as well as you do defensively as they played through eight games this year and not have guys playing at a high level. I think everyone's has up their up their play. Their confidence is at all all time level, and they have the right mindset. They just have the it's it doesn't matter where the ball's at in the field. They're just going to stop you. And that's that's just it's a beauty. It's a thing of beauty to watch them have that mindset. It doesn't matter what the, what the call is, what the score of the game is, what the down and distance is. It's like this is what the call is. We're going to execute it. Uh, we're going to communicate it, and we're going to come get you. 
and it's it's fun to watch. It truly is fun to watch. It's nice to know when you do have an offense that's you know has has their issues that even they're put in the toughest situations, this defense is gonna is gonna bow up and and do their job and and limit the limit the bleeding and, and hold teams to field goals if put in tough situations. It's Jay Moore with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Jay sticking around for some overtime with us here as a part of the Blackshirt Hour. And Jay, let's talk quickly about Michigan State and what Nebraska faces this weekend. It's a, it's a ways off, but Michigan State is a team that is spiraling, to say the least. They lost Mel Tucker. They have lost six straight games since then. They're not the team that you thought they would be at the start of the year. Lost some players to the transfer portal as well. And I want to get your thoughts on what the danger of a team like that is because a lot of Husker fans out there are chalking this one up as a W despite the fact that Nebraska goes on the road because, as you laid out, Nebraska is a road favorite against a team that really everything that can go wrong has gone wrong for them this year, and I'm sure they're pretty down on themselves. But what's the danger of playing a team like that? Well, I think they're, Michigan State's still a pretty physical football team. And, uh, you know, I, I watched most of their game against Rutgers. They should have beat Rutgers. Rutgers able to come back in the second half and, and squeaking out a win somehow, some way. But it's, it's hard. You know, you're, you're, you're playing a bunch of guys who I know it's, things have changed. You, you've come to play for Mel Tucker. He's obviously not there anymore. You've had some teammates leave because of the situation. You've struggled. You've had losses. But you just don't ever want to give a team like this a hope, a chance. And when I say that, it's turn the football over and uh, be sloppy and um, not do the necessary things you need to to win on the road. And, you know, like I said, the blood in the water, they smell blood in the water and they will attack. You know, the Sharks will come out and and they will do their thing. So it's always you always got to be I don't care who it is. I don't care whatever team is what they've dealt with throughout the season. They're playing at home. Yeah, they have not some things go right with them. Uh, but they're gonna be ready to play. They're tr- they're fighting, man. There's there's still kids that are uh, have Division one scholarships or Division one athletes. They still have really good coaches on that staff, and they're gonna be coached well. They're gonna be they're gonna play hard. So they got to be Nebraska's gonna be on top. They got to be on point uh, to to get a win in East Lansing. I mean, it's it's I don't know when. I mean, it's been a, obviously a few years since we've. I mean, obviously the last time we were there was the was the punt disaster, right? I mean, Nebraska should have won that football game. <laughs> So we've, we've had some crazy wins up there. You know, I can think of the uh, Turner catch in the end zone, you know, and I can think of Taylor Martinez's runs up there. But we also had some crazy losses. And I want just give me another win. And that's just what you're trying to do. you just got to battle. So no, you're, it's a four-quarter game, man. It's an absolute – it's going to be a brawl. It's going to be a battle. And, uh, it's, again, who makes less mistakes? Who, who uh, controls the time of possession? Who's able to make some big plays? And – and uh, create some turnovers is, is going to be one of this football game. Jay, going to go to the NFL before we say goodbye. Jay Moore with us here. We're at Rosie's, 10th and P, downtown Rosie's. It's Monday night football. We'll put a bow on week eight in the NFL. And Detroit's minus seven. They got absolutely annihilated by Baltimore last week. The Raiders trying to get to 500. Uh, if we see a viral video later of drunken Raider fan versus drunken Detroit fan. Who are you betting on? Raider fan or are you betting on Lion fan for the drunken video brawl winner? Not the game, but the fight within the game that that tends to happen. That's tough. Those are are two fans that have been through a lot. And they're They're both tough. I mean, you got Detroit and you got... They've been through a lot each, man. I mean, the Lions guy has a little more... 
to fight, you know, to this year. The Lions are pretty darn good. Yeah. But the Raiders fan, they've been through a lot. <laughs> but they've probably than, done they've probably done time. Oh, easily. Easily. I've listened, I've we played the Raiders many times in preseason and there was like four fights that break out against Niners fans every game. <laughs> it was like every clockwork. I mean, and it's it's crazy. Uh what will tend to happen? <laughs> I, I got a link. Is the game in, in Detroit? Is it a home game in Detroit or is it in it, uh, it is. Vegas? Uh, no, it's in Detroit. And I got to just say, I'm picturing, you know, tech Niner fan, you know, Silicon Valley guy versus yeah. leather vest, no sleeves guy and it pro- <laughs> with chain wallet. It probably didn't go well. No, def- that, that's the scenario. It's definitely not going well. I mean, that's that's the back. Those are back in the days of, of Candlestick Park. And, uh, and, and, you know, at the, in the Oakland Athletics Stadium where they currently play. I and mean, that's where the Raiders played when they're in Oakland. So those were uh, two very old, not-so-fan-friendly stadiums. Uh, that, that, those brawls went down so many times. I think they had to put a, I think they put a stop to San Francisco because they'd play them every year in preseason. I think they put a stop to it for a while because so many fights were breaking out when the 49ers and, and Raiders played in preseason. It's just like, I mean, what are we doing? It's a preseason game, right? And you still got – Guys are still going at it, just you know, all full, full of liquid courage. It's uh, it was always constant entertainment. But give me the Lions guy tonight because they're at home. Yeah, and it feels to me with those two fan bases, Raiders fan more likely to have a shank on him, Lions <laughs> fan more likely to have either brass knuckles or just just having a gun on him. So you don't want to bring a knife yeah. to a gunfight, and and it's hard to pick against that. You wow, know? you think Detroit, <laughs> Detroit, little little Kid Rock. That's what I'm saying. It's either brass knuckles or you just got the gat. One of the two. Or a firearm. <laughs> All right. Anymore, I wouldn't be, you know, less surprised. Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFLer, with us. We're here at Rosie's 10th and P on a Monday. Jaybird will get caught up again, talk Michigan State next week. Thanks for the time. Yep. Talk to you next week, guys. Thanks. Good to spend time with Jay Moore, Blackshirt, Husker, NFL, or catch him on Big Red Wrap-Up. Tomorrow night, we're still here at Rosie's, about 10 more minutes. They got uh, league action tonight, bags action. 10th and P is where we're at here at Rosie's. Uh, We'll get you ready for Michigan State Week as we get ready for East Lansing. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time here on a Monday for October here at Rosie's 10th and P. You're invited down. They've got uh, league action tonight with bags going. That's always awesome to watch. Or, oh boy, Snitley's going to be tossing. And a reminder to you that there is live music going on at uh, at Rosie's. So check that out. Uh, Appreciate all you chiming in. 489-1240, the number to get dialed up for future use we'll have mr searles tomorrow we'll have our friend and uh big ten insider and husker insider mitch sherman jack ebling all michigan state all the time he'll get us connected as well tomorrow we are in east lansing thursday as we fly out thursday morning we'll be uh, at Reno's East Thursday night for a live show. We'll be at the Graduate East Lansing Friday for a live show. And then we will be 
at Spartan Stadium Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon for real red reaction. So we were uh, lucky to get hooked up. Pretty good stuff. Reminder, here at Rosie's, they'll have live music November 3rd, Simplicated. They'll have live music coming up November 17th, Silas Creek. Cody Johnson's also at PBA. They'll have Whiskey Richards December 1st. So we're back here towards the end of November with the Broncos and Bills and Bears and Vikings. Staking a beer tonight, Elijah. You feeling frisky with uh, the minus seven that Detroit's laying down? I think it's going to be a closer game than that. I think as- there was a team only meeting earlier today. McDaniel got screamed at by all of his high priced players. They hate his offense. They hate that no one's getting the football. Uh, they're not happy. He's about to lose his job. So uh, you might see a uh, much better, <laughs> much better performance by the Raiders now. Detroit got slapped in the face after they thought they were something. Really good start. I think Detroit and their coach are fantastic. Uh, that said, uh, they, they need to, to bring it this week and not let the Raiders uh, get out of Dodge with a win. I will take the Raiders to cover seven, but the Lions win. Are you happy? That to- seven's large. That's large a number. large number. Uh, I'm thinking like this thing's a. Are you willing to take the other side or no? Sure. That's fine. I don't care. I'm on a diet. I can't have any fun anyway. It's okay. <laughs> How's the it's diet going? You enjoying it? I'm uh, down from 195 to 181 this morning in a week. Let's go. Are you enjoying it, though? Um, I have not had a <laughs> sip of alcohol since uh, our old boy Vic bought us a shot Friday at the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill. Three whole days. That's the only... And that would well, <laughs> but if we're doing the math over the week, it's a lot of hours, Elijah. Mm. That sounds awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, we will get to more comments that we did not get to today in the stream yard. Check out the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at H Varsity Radio. Uh, check it out that way. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, can subscribe that way. Tell a friend about Hale Varsity Radio. Back tomorrow. Big thanks to Charlie McBride, Mr. Blackshirt, Jay Moore. Thanks to all of you for checking in. We'll get to some emails, phone calls, Searles tomorrow on a Tuesday with Hale Varsity. A Huda Media Production.